Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. I'm humbled to have this man on. The fact that I get to hang out with the, with the man himself, John Rich, is amazing. John, how are you? Good to see you again. Hey, Joe, doing good. Good to be back on with you. Happy New Year. You know, last time you were on, we had such a great reaction. People just love that you're like a regular guy. I mean, you're a music superstar. There's no doubting that. You're unbelievably successful, but you're just a regular dude, too, that likes to jump in the Trans Am and go down the road, right? Yeah, and I still wear overalls for my interviews. <laughs> Check it out, huh? That's how, we, that's how we do it in the country, man. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. I, I love having the opportunity to sit down with you. I, I perused through your Twitter a little while ago, and you don't mind going right after these issues that we're all facing. I think many Americans look to somebody like you, and they say, if John Rich is going to be big and bold enough to, to talk about this, maybe I can at the water cooler, too. And that's really how we educate ourselves, isn't it? Yeah, well, I hope what you said is exactly what happens. I hope that courage is ultimately contagious. You know, in this country, um, I think over the past two or three years, seeing people get beat down as hard as they have just for asking a question, yeah. just for, um, you know, not going by the by the rules every single time, saying things that, that um, you know, the, the elites don't like. We see them get beat down. But listen, we're still here. I'm still here. You're still here. Everybody's right. still here. Uh, and I hope that that as time goes by, we see more and more people stepping out. You don't have to be a famous guy or a famous girl to have impact. Everybody has impact in their in their circle. Everybody has neighbors, friends, family members. And I, th- I think it's incumbent upon Americans, as it has been since the founding of the country, that if you have a problem with something and you want to push back against it, it's your not only your your uh, right to do it. I think it, to some degree, it's your duty to do it. Being quiet and letting the other side just roll you over, at that point, you're complicit. And I don't think anybody wants to be guilty of being complicit, especially at this stage of our country. I mean, Joe, can you think of a more uh, critical time in the history of the United States, at least in our lifetimes, where being silent is just as bad uh, as being on the other side. That's kind of how I see it. What about you? No, I, I can't. I can't uh, disagree with that. Maybe the Civil War, but obviously we weren't around there. We are so polarized right now that it's it's disgusting. And John, a little over twenty years ago, we were galvanized as Americans. We're all we're putting our flags on our cars after nine eleven. We were all you know singing the, the Star Spangled Banner and holding hands and singing Kumbaya. I don't know how they did it, other than they own academia and Hollywood and big music mostly. Um, certainly, the news industry they own. They own big tech. And I guess when you force feed that on a generation, 20 years later, here's where we are. So how do we change it? We just stand up like you're doing, like I'm trying to do. And I think that you're right to implore the little man or the little girl um, to, to stand up and say, wait a second, I'm just as American as you. And I don't have to, I don't have to hear this garbage that, that you're spewing. Yeah, I think that's part of it. Uh, unfortunately, I think that the brainwashing uh, of American youth for the past, well, several decades now, a lot of them are young adults now has been going on so long and so successfully that, you know, I think about what what if we replicated 1941 right now? What if 1941 uh, hopscotched this way to 2023? Would we be able to do what the greatest generation did? Would our young people be willing and able to save the world and to save their own country if necessary? Man, the fact that we have to ask that question uh, is very concerning. It Unfortunately, is. I think it may take, Joe such pain in this country that's going to have to come along across the board and such uh, loss of rights, loss of freedom may have to occur for people to really wake up and realize that 
your freedom is not inherited. Your freedom is, as Ronald Reagan said, one generation away from being extinct. And I think we see the beginnings of that right now, 2023. Listen, I've got a, I've got a positive outlook for it like anybody else, but I'm also a realist and I see what's coming with the economy. Uh, we see what's happening and with China, with, with uh, the Ukraine situation, uh, with our border. I mean, we're, we're completely surrounded. So uh, short of, short of something, uh, somebody coming along and fixing it all at once, we're going to have to dive head, head on through it. You know, a lot of Christians listen to you. I'm a Christian. I'm not, I'm not one of those, one of those church guys. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a very personal guy with God and with my family, but a lot of Christians I've heard say, well, God wouldn't let that happen to us. God, God's not going to let us go through something like that. And they're totally, completely wrong. Yeah. And I always remind them about the story of Noah. I say, was Noah in the flood? And they say, well, yeah, he was in the flood. I said, but he had a boat. They go, right, he had a boat. I said, was Daniel in the lion's den? Yes. I said, but God closed the jaws of those lions. Was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego thrown into the furnace? Yes, but they didn't burn up. And you can go over and over throughout the history of God and see where his people, his closest people, still had to go through tough times, but he made sure they survived it. And I think that's what we're looking at here in America. I expect it to get rough, uh, but I expect us to survive it as well. It's John Rich. Go to johnrich.com. So well said. Uh, I think God gives us the tools to survive. It gives us the ability to survive. And if we have enough faith, we can, you know, what, what is a mustard seed can move a mountain. So if you have enough faith, we're not going to get burned when we get thrown in the furnace. Uh, I think that, that you said it exactly right. But so, there is so much of a push, especially from central government, that their God, they want us to look to them as the deity. They want us to look to them as dad. That's why the nuclear family doesn't matter. So, so you're fighting a, a battle, and, and you really illuminated this very well. I, I saw a study the other day where 16% of Generation Z is proud to be American. 16%, John. What the hell is going on? So if, 40, if 1941 happened, like you said, we would not be ready to fight. We would have 85% of the young people in this country saying, well, we probably caused it somehow. We probably made the Japanese bomb Pearl Harbor. Yeah, they, they probably would say that. And that's, again, to my point, there's nobody, no young people anyway, and very few people at all that have a real touchstone to the greatest generation. Right. You know, the World War II generation, they're pretty much all passed away at this point. I had the great fortune of being around my grandparents, who were both greatest generation, grandfather uh, in the Army, multiple Purple Hearts, my grandmother. Uh, she was one of, those, one of those kids dragging scrap metal out of the ditches in Texas to the schoolhouse where they would pile it up and they'd haul it off and melt it down to make airplanes, tanks, bullets, whatever. So they remember what that was like to actually have your freedom potentially taken away from you to maybe lose the United States or lose the world. Uh, and it's been so long since that happened. Nobody really knows what that's even about. Right. And so what I am saying, Joe, is that, um, you know, it may take something earth shaking for young people and, and Americans in general to realize, holy cow, we don't inherit our freedom. We really don't. It's something we have to earn and maintain. It's such a great point. It's John Rich. Go to johnrich.com. The hit song is called Progress. And I get the feeling listening to the song and watching the video, which is amazing. I love it. Uh, I just feel like Americana as I watch it. But I get the feeling that you, you got frustrated one day and said, well, watch this. And then laid this song down, and I get the feeling that it just flowed out of you because you go after the woke left and the and, and tell them where they can put their progress uh, very directly. Is that what it takes sometimes, John? Do you, do you get frustrated with it and say, "I got to put this down in song, or I'm going to explode"? 
Yeah, you know, musicians, songwriters, comedians, uh, people in that that part of entertainment. You know, one thing that we're supposed to be allowed to do anyway is say whatever we want yes. to. Creative freedom. And you don't have to like it. You can love it, hate it. You don't have to buy it. You can change the channel. But for me, uh, listen, I grew up in a double wide trailer in Texas. I have a high school diploma. That is the extent of my pedigree. <laughs> I've just been a really hardworking guy and I, I dream big and I believe in the American dream. Yes. So, so when I see all these things starting to stand in the way of the American dream and they're happening under the guise of the word progress, I said, boy, how, how ironic is that? Because nothing I'm seeing going on, uh, I would call progress. Progress, really, all it means is moving towards something. Right. So in their mind, it is progressive. They would like to see America down on its knees. They would like to see all the people of America totally under their control. I don't call that progress. So, yeah, the song, uh, it kind of puts it right back on him and says, if this is what you call progress, you can stick it where the sun don't shine, which is the <laughs> nicest possible country PG version way to say, you know what? Exactly right. I, and I love it. Every time I hear it, it brings a big smile to my face. And it does. It reminds me of how, listen, even if you didn't graduate high school, what you bring to us, what you bring to the masses is so valuable. And you were able to do that because of this great system that we have in this country, a system that we're losing control of. Let me ask you this, John. Why do you think the government does it? You mentioned power and control. Is that really what it's about? Is is it narcissism? Do they really hate uh, the, how, the foundation of this country? Why would they ever want us to open borders and be globalist and, and have uh, central control at the WEF or, the, uh, or whatever you know, uh, global alliance that they're putting together today? Why do you think that is? Why do they hate freedom? What's wrong with that? I think that the, the people that are making those decisions, and by the way, Joe, a lot of them are Republicans. Yes, I agree. Let's, let's, let's don't, ever, don't ever kid yourself. Anybody watching this interview, don't ever kid yourself. If I was going to guess, and I know a bunch of them, if I was going to guess how many Republicans actually think like we think and want to see happen what we want to see happen, I'm going to guess it might be 20% of them. Maybe. I agree you know, with you. Most, most politicians, left or right, are bought and paid for. They're leveraged in one way or the other. They're blackmailed. They have some other reason why they make the decisions that they do. So to answer your question, I think that, that the real, they call themselves elites. I, I don't call them elites. I, I think regular hardworking people are the real elites in this country. But who we refer to as elites in the United States, there's a reason why they're all in Davos right now. There's a reason that George, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Governor Kemp, yeah. the governor of Georgia, right now is sitting with, with Klaus Schwab and a bunch of other, uh, you know, just evil people somewhere out in the middle of Switzerland. Now, why is that? Why is the governor of Georgia even at a table with those people? So what I think they want to see happen is I think they have this utopian vision of what the future would look like for them, not for us, for them, that they see themselves basically ruling the planet someday or their offspring, their generations will be the rulers of the planet. They think in planetary terms, they don't think in terms of the United States and Canada and Germany or whatever. It's a planetary mission that they're on. It is extremely dangerous. It's a real thing. It's not a conspiracy theory anymore. Yeah. We can see who they are, what they what they push. And and some of these even country talking, you know, so country sound like they got cornbread falling out of their mouth. They're so country. 
are sitting in rooms like that cutting deals against our freedom at this very second. And, they, and the, John, they all think they're going to be at the head table once it's all said and done, and they're not. Most of them are useful idiots, and, and there is a very small number of elitists on this planet that think they should control everything. That's why our, our independence and our exceptionalism is so important that we hold on to. So when the newest generation starts saying stupid things like, we're not proud to be American, people like you and I need to grab them by the ear. And I think that's what you do through your music. I hopefully do that through my talk show. It's John Rich, go to johnrich.com. I've got to ask you about watching this thing unfold last week in the House of Representatives. I don't know why some of my conservative friends were angry at it, and I honestly don't know where you are on this, but I think that you probably are closer to where I am. I wanted the fight. I want the real conservatives to come out on top. I want the Freedom Caucus to be heading some of these uh, these chairmanships and these committees so we can hold people's feet to the fire. I thought it was great for America. What did you think? Well, of course. First of all, I think Kevin McCarthy is a rat. I don't like Kevin McCarthy. He's a rhino, without a doubt. I don't like him. I don't even call them rhinos anymore because I think that's defamatory to the noble rhinoceros. <laughs> I, actually, I actually call them uh, Judas Judas Republicans. Yes. You know, Judas Judas turned Jesus in. Ju- Judas was one of God's own, own men, one of right. the 12 disciples. He turned Jesus in for what? Money. Turned him in for money and turned him over to the Romans. So a lot of these Republicans have done that to us for money, for power, for whatever their reasoning is. They've turned us over and turned our futures over. And I've always considered Kevin McCarthy one of those guys based on his track record. So I didn't like him. So when I saw them holding the line and trying to, you know, if he's going to be a rat, at least put the rat in a cage and put a, put a leash on that rat, you know, where we can try to get something done. I applauded their efforts. Uh, I, think, I think it was absolutely the right thing to do. And people forget, Joe how the United States operated back in the early days. And that chamber where, where Congress meets, there used to be fist fights. They'd go out in the front and have duels. I mean, all kinds of crazy right. stuff would happen. Those people, it was deadly serious to them. They fought tooth and nail, sometimes physically fought. And so to me, this was kind of a throwback minus the physical fighting. This is what it takes to have people say, save our democracy. We know how you save it by very strenuous debate, very strenuous dialogue, battling back and forth, one one person said to me, man, the, the Democrats, you know, they always stick together. The Republicans are so stupid because they won't stick together. I said, no, the Republicans are the only side of the aisle that will actually call BS on their own people. Right. The Democrats, they don't care. They, they know something's nonsense. They vote for it anyway. There's a shred of Republicans still left out there that will call BS when they see it and hold their own party. Uh, own party's feet to the fire. I, I thought it was a very proud moment, and I hope it uh, pays dividends. I think it will. A lot of those Republicans and conservatives that you're talking about are young, which is good. That means the new guard is coming in, and they're not going to take any BS. Hopefully, they don't, they don't get co-opted by K Street in Washington. You know, it's interesting, though, what you what you just said. Many people were saying that about Republicans not staying together, and this would have been for the wrong reasons to stay together, just to hand him this like he was entitled. But they're saying that because they're hearing Leslie Stahl, for God's sakes, on, on 60 Minutes saying that we're an embarrassment to the world. They're hearing Dan Crenshaw, Republican from right here in Texas where I am, uh, who's calling them terrorists and the enemies. I mean, they're getting a mixed message. That's why it is so important that your clear message through songs like Progress and others um, is, is so well taken and what you say on Twitter. And you're unafraid to say all of that stuff. When you hear somebody like a Dan Crenshaw, a guy that I, I don't dislike, I've got his number, he's been on the show many times, but he's been saying and doing the weirdest things as a so-called conservative from, from Texas. What do you think when somebody calls his own party enemies and terrorists? <laughs> well, you can go on my Twitter at John Rich and see what I said about him about three or <laughs> four days ago. Uh, listen, Dan Crenshaw, he looks he looks right, he sounds right, 
most of the time. He's a decorated, you know, veteran yeah. of our country. He's also a graduate of the WEF, the World Economic Forum. Him and Tulsi Gabbard went through that entire program. And I've looked up when Dan Crenshaw was asked about his participation in the WEF, and he refuses to say it was a mistake. He refuses to say, I wish I hadn't have done that. I don't, those are bad people. I shouldn't have been in the room. Right. It was early in my career. I didn't know exactly what it was. He refuses to, to push back on that. Well, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I, I think you got to call this stuff out. They need to feel the pressure. The spotlight needs to be on them. Hey, Dan, tell us why you went to the WEF. We won't hold it against you if you think it was a mistake. Right. But tell us that it was a mistake. And if it wasn't a mistake, then that's a completely different conversation to be having right now. That's what I'm talking about. A lot of the Republicans out there, they look right, they sound right, they smell right, but they got things going on uh, in their lives that you know nothing about that impacts the decisions they make that affect the rest of us. Music superstar John Rich. Go to redneckriviera.com. That's one of the websites. Uh, also go to johnrich.com. Get everything that he puts out. Go and see progress. The video, not just the song. It sounds great, but watch it too. It's an incredible video that reminds us of, of Americana. It really does. And John, thank you so much for your friendship and for your great music and your talent that you share with us all every day. And come back again soon, would you? Will do, Joe. Anytime. God bless you. I appreciate you. God bless you. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. Oh, let's see what happens here. Here we go. I'll keep, I'll get him. John Rich is very cool. Nailed it, Carrie. Did you? No. I'm pretty sure I nailed that. Hope John wasn't. Michael, sit down. I got to do the show. Michael McDonald's in the studio. Hold on. <laughs> if you could, just <laughs> you could not He's interrupt not. what I'm trying to say. You've got a Michael McDonald which sing like this. Oof, ooh, no, no, that's bad. You saying no, that's then? Really bad. No. What do you mean? What do you mean by no? Stop singing I mean, just that. No, in general or. No to that. And people no. love when I when I give them a little Michael it's McDonald. And, and they, they love that. It's terrible. Uh, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. If you missed any part of the John Rich interview, really, really great to hang out with John Rich. He's such a big star and such a humble guy. I just uh, I, It's so so nice to even know him. Go and check out that video tonight on Rumble. I'll put po- uh, all sorts of links up on Twitter, on Getter, on Truth. Make sure you go and check that out. We're back. Got Gordon Cheng next hour. Much more. Keep it here. This is the Joe Pegg Show.